We are here live on the Big Cheese Show on WTOP speaking with Aaron Washington, who I had the pleasure of producing while I was a full-time member of WTOP. But Aaron joins us here today. And you can hear all of Aaron's shows on the WTOP podcast platform, Podcast One. Aaron, good morning. How are you doing today? Good morning. And the pleasure was mine when you were producing my podcast. Absolutely. It was, uh, you, you do a great show and uh, certainly want to talk more about that. But for those who have not heard Squats and Margaritas podcasts, kind of your background, you were a soccer player at Dayton University in Ohio, and uh, then life happened, right? Talk about kind of life post-college and what led you to where you're at today. Post-college, um, life kind of went downhill a little bit. Um, you mentioned soccer and I was obsessed with soccer. Like that's what drove me. Um, I played since I was four, got a division one college uh, scholarship and then wasn't playing. And I wasn't used to that <laughs> like, sure. in high school. I never came off the field. We were back to back state champions. Soccer was everything. And I was sitting on the bench and felt like it wasn't fair because you're working so hard. You're putting so many hours into it. So sophomore year I quit and losing that soccer identity that meant so much to me everything spiraled downwards. Depression, um, I dealt with bulimia for 10 years. I ended up talking about that in my book, just you know, destroying my body. And I feel like now looking back, it was something that I could control when life felt out of control. And after finally getting through the eating disorders, I spent the next decade of my life living just with restriction and obsession and counting calories working out seven days a week and thinking, Hey, I'm not like hurting or abusing my body anymore, but now I'm just going to, you know, do all this cardio, restrict my calories. I was 20 pounds heavier and I found a life of balance squats and margaritas at 37 after having two kids. So I had to write this book for the woman who's working out every day and feeling frustrated because she's not seeing results. That was me. I tried things a little bit of a different way. And I wrote the book to explain how I did that. As far as the eating disorder, because um, my sister kind of battles something now where she's taking Adderall and, and in my opinion, abuses it because yeah. she is basically trying to control her weight. Was there anything like that, any drug use or anything like that, that was leading to you basically stopping your appetite? Or was it really just a mental thing like where you were like, I'm just not going to eat because it's going to lead to extra weight gain? Yeah, it was 100% willpower. And I just have a obsessive, like perfectionist personality. Is your sister the uh, oldest? She, the she first is born? the youngest actually of okay. four. I so I'm the oldest of four and none of my sisters dealt with anything like this. They all played division one soccer in college, but nobody except me trained relentlessly and made it the biggest thing. So it was like, that was my obsession. And when soccer was gone, I started obsessing about my food and I never took it. It was like the good girl's drug, like bulimia. It wasn't, a, I didn't take a drug, but I, you know, I don't do drugs, but I'm making myself like throw up every night. And it's such a secretive, shameful thing that I didn't want anybody to know. I hid it from five roommates in college and you just feel so isolated and your sister's struggling now. I cannot even imagine if I was still going through this in this pandemic, being quarantined and feeling so isolated. I work a lot with um, Project Heal and they were saying the people that they're helping, it's like skyrocketed in the pandemic. And even women that had healed and not done those behaviors in years kind of regressed because of this time in the world. So it's such a hard time to be dealing with something that's a secret when you're isolated. So I, I, I definitely can imagine that she'd be struggling right now. Sure, sure. Well, um, it's certainly a tough situation. And for you, 
you know, not only are you staying busy and you have, you know, maybe obsessive compulsive natures and whatnot, you have two kids. And I can't even imagine the stresses that comes with that and raising children, as well as trying to maintain a fit personality. I mean, my wife and I are, are having that conversation now. What runs through my head is like, you know, you, you don't sleep. Um, you're stressed. I, I, I like to stress eat. I, I will eat all the sugars and crap in my house during stuff like that. Like, how did you avoid that? I guess, or is it just an ongoing struggle every day? Kind of. It's an everyday, I wouldn't say struggle anymore. I found the balance and that's what it is about. It's a balance. And I'm so glad I found it before this pandemic hit. And what's so funny, that's how my podcast came about during this pandemic. I have been quarantined with a two and five-year-old for a year. And I would go on Instagram live and just talk to other moms. Like, how are you doing this? How is everybody staying sane? Um, like sharing best practices. Like, what are you doing during the day? We'd have a cocktail. Um, and I just didn't want moms to feel alone because it is so hard and you go online on Instagram and everything looks perfect. And I didn't want another mom to be like, well, they're doing it. Why can't I, this is so hard. Why is it so hard for me? No, it's hard. It's hard for everyone. I don't want anyone to feel alone. So my show that I have now was born out of Instagram lives, like just coming on and being like, this sucks. <laughs> what are you guys doing? And making other women feel not alone. We're every week I talk to someone about finding that balance. Cause that's all it is. And when you do have young kids, uh, you tend to put everything into them and you come last. But my favorite saying is you can't pour from an empty cup. And if you're not doing something for yourself, you're nothing to your kids, your spouse. So I even say like, if you have to set an alarm to get up, get a workout in, do something for you, go for a walk, then you can return to your family and not have that like frustration or that like, if I don't work out, I'm kind of like, Rah. like I just have this like, <laughs> sure. but if I can get time to myself, you know, finally my kids are back to school, I can get done the things that I need to do during the day, what I was trying to do with them home. Now, when they come home, I can lock in with my kids and it's not as frustrating. And hopefully we're going in the right direction and these restrictions are lifting and we can get back to normalcy. But I can tell you, if you are struggling to find the balance every week, I have someone on my show and that's exactly what we're talking about. And you're not alone. Um, some people may feel alone though, in motivation factor, right? Not everybody naturally. And I, and I think I'm one of those people I'm going to the gym after this conversation. I, I am not motivated whatsoever. Um, it's cold out. Uh, it's just, I want to chill in my sweats at home. Right. So kind of suggestions to somebody who is it, is it going and looking on Instagram and seeing other people and saying, wow, I want to look like that. Like talk about where your motivation factors kind of come from is it anything external is it all just kind of who you are i mean there's an external factor like I, I feel better when i'm in my best physical body and struggling to find that for 20 years literally 20 years um i just i know that i feel better I, my relationships are better i would just be like moody all the time because i was frustrated in my body once you find your best physical body nothing will get you down as much anymore. So the motivation is to, I find my best body so that I can just be happy. And then there's like the, when you get done with a workout, it's the best feeling in the world. It's done. You're not thinking about it, it like looming over you anymore. And you can come back to your wife or, you know, you're coaching, whatever you're doing, just a more energized, like I feel lighter. I do it more for like a mental, like spiritual aspect. Like I, I need time to myself, get in a workout. That's my thing. Maybe for someone else, it's, meditation or taking a bath while your kids are gone. Do, do your thing. 
And then the balance part of it comes in. I, I work, I look forward to my workout, but I also look forward to a cocktail. I have something at the end of the day that I can look forward to. And it's that balance, get in a workout, let yourself have what you want to have. Like you're talking about the um, snacks in your house. I was on a show the other day and they're like, well, you can't, what if you have a craving? Like you can't have it. How do you make yourself not have it? Like, what do you do with cravings? I said, I have it because if you don't, you're going to be miserable. And at some point you're going to have it. And then you're going to go crazy. If it's a cookie, you're going to eat the box of cookies because you failed and you cheated on your diet. If you live with balance, have what you want, work out a few times a week, stop obsessing and restricting. And your body just kind of, it's almost like it trusts you again. Mine didn't trust me for 20 years. It's like, are you going to, you're eating? Are you going to throw it up? Are you going to feed me today? Now I eat all the time. I changed my workouts up a little bit and I've seen a difference in my body. Um, and my body trusts me again. And I just feel good in this body. So the motivation is when I'm in my best body, I'm my best self. Awesome. Awesome. Now you say eating anything you want. What about whenever you want it? Are you a believer in intermittent fasting? I feel like that is the number one diet trend. Everybody loves to starve themselves until 11 noon and then, you know, stop eating at like six o'clock. But that's that can be difficult, especially if you're living an, uh, um, an active lifestyle, you're burning calories, right? It's just difficult. So I'm assuming that is not something you've explored. I'm, I have explored it because I hear about it everywhere, but I, Dr. Michael Greger, nutritionfacts.org, that was what I asked him. And he was like, it's a thing. It makes sense, like giving your body a break. But he said, the not eating in the morning when people's like eating hours and intermittent fasting are like, noon to seven. He said, the worst thing you can do is wake up and not eat. Like you have to eat in the morning. So he's like, I don't understand it. it that's not, you should stop eating by seven. He told me. And I was just like, Oh, cause I don't go to bed till 10 and I'm hungry. And my metabolism is running, but he's like, eat during the day, eat right when you wake up. But if you're going to do the intermittent fasting, stop eating at seven. Um, when I started lifting heavier and put muscle on my body, my metabolism just started cranking. I eat every couple hours I'm eating all day long and I'm 20 pounds lighter than I was when I was restricting and not eating when I was hungry. Cause I would try to save my calories and be like, I'm hungry, but I'll just wait till lunch. My body shut off and it wasn't running properly anymore. But when I started eating every couple hours and you can eat healthy, just eat often, your body just starts burning it because like it, it trusts you. It's like, okay, she's eating. We're good. We're burning it. And when I wasn't eating, it's like, we're starving. We're going to hold on to everything. So I eat all the time. I would never be able to make it through intermittent fasting because I'm hungry all the time. And this works for me. If intermittent fasting happens to work for you, listen to your body. But if my body's saying it's hungry, I eat. I, I can't do that. I can't do the fasting. <laughs> you mentioned exercising. Is there mm -hmm. something you focus on? Is it more cardio? Is it more um, squat? I mean, squats and margaritas, <laughs> right? Deadlifts, stuff like that. Because one thing I've noticed, I'm in my 30s too, um, th things like your lower back start to creak a little bit, right? Maybe you don't experience this. I don't know, but I, I know I do like my hips yeah. are sore a little bit. Is there anything that like you kind of focus on that, you know, is not only making your body better, but it's also giving you longevity. So you don't sort of have these aches and pains later on in life. Yes. Well, it, first of all, it is definitely, I have shifted away from cardio, which was, you could not pay me to take a day off and not go for a run, not get on the treadmill. Um, for 10 years, that's how I lived. And I feel like women especially are taught, do your cardio, you know, women don't want to bulk up. They shy away from the weights. I finally trusted a trainer and was like, you need to lift. And 
I always say this, when you are in the gym and you look around and the women are looking at the other women with these great bodies, the women with the best bodies are not on the treadmill. They're in the weight room and you have to lift heavy. Um, obviously start with what you can do, but I would always, uh, stick with lighter weights because I just wanted to tone and I didn't want to get bulky. Your body's not going to do that naturally as a woman. And if you pick up those weights, that's when you start to see muscle tone. When you're lifting heavy, you're not bulking up. You turn on your resting metabolism. So you're hungry again and your body's working and burning. So I'll go for a run a couple of times a week, just for sanity and to be able to like listen to my playlist, but for working out and seeing changes in your body, it's strength training. And yes, I started lifting heavier now, but I'm going to be 40 this year and I'm feeling it. So, I mean, you have to listen to your body, maybe take a couple of days off. That's another thing. I would work out seven days a week. Now I work out maybe four and I'm 20 pounds lighter than when I was working out seven days a week. You need rest days because that's when your body builds back up. So if you're straining your muscles and they're, you know, tearing them down and training. And then the next day you're doing it again, you're not allowing time for them to bulk back. I mean, not bulk back up to build back up stronger and see that difference. If you don't give yourself rest days. And I was so obsessive before, like I couldn't take a day off. So I was never seeing those results. So the shift away from cardio towards, um, strength training was a game changer for me. You've had a ton of guests on the Squats and Margaritas show. I know uh, from producing them, I've listened to a lot of good conversation. Is there is there one or two that really stands out? I know Dr. Seema Yasmin, I, I interviewed her too. She was really cool. So I, I was excited to see you having her as a guest on her show. But anything like really that like has stuck with you from somebody you've spoken to recently that you want to share? Yeah, recently I had on Christina Kuzmich. Um, she's an author. She, it's Her book is Hold On But Don't Hold Still. And her story, she grew up in Croatia and had to come here because it was like a, during the war. She has been through literally everything that you could ever been through, uh, divorce, miscarriage. She was sexually assaulted. She was living on food stamps, ended up getting hired by Oprah uh, to do a reality show. And then it didn't work out. So having all those things happen, then she tells about what she does now and where she has built her empire after like dealing with every negative thing you could possibly imagine. And she has overcame it all. She is so successful. She is so down to earth. We talked for over an hour. We had the best conversation and I'm dropping that episode in two weeks. Awesome. Awesome. And as far as building your brand is concerned, did you ever like kind of feel, because I'm sure a lot of people want to take a venture like you did, but maybe you're afraid that they don't have the Instagram following or don't really have the basis to start. Was it a scare experience to kind of like undertake this project and, and this show and um, talk about just like, you know, promoting yourself and, and being your best advocate? Yeah, it, it's hard because everybody talks about the algorithm on Instagram. It's hard to grow. I had a woman, she has two and a half million Instagram followers. And I was like, how are you growing? And she's like, I haven't grown recently. I got my following like eight years ago. It's not about growing right now. They keep changing the algorithm. You can't get wrapped up into it because that's what I would do. I'd be like, I'm not getting any new followers. No one's going to hear my show. You just have to worry about the person, the one person that is hearing it, especially like with my book, I self-published my book and I didn't have anybody marketing it, but the women that have read it and sent me messages saying that I've changed their life or they are admitting that they had an eating disorder. They've never told anybody else. I'm like changing those people's lives. I'm making a difference to those people. You just have to think about your why, why you're doing it. Not about, obviously I want to grow my brand. Everyone does. But if you get too wrapped up in that and likes and comments and trying to grow the brand, I think it, you kind of lose sight of why you're doing it in the first place. So just talk to the people that your message 
like that you want your message to reach. And I feel like the following will come. Cool. Cool. All right. So final thoughts. We got to talk about Tanteo Tequila. I know that is a sponsor <laughs> of squats and margaritas. And uh, I actually had a margarita myself last night at uh, Nacho Mama's, a place in Towson, Maryland. And uh, yeah. I was thinking about Tanteo. Is there, do you just, is it margarita? Do you make a specialty margarita? Is there like something that you could share with somebody who wants to, hey, it's Thirsty Thursday, wants to make a drink tonight? Anything uh, you want to share that way? I do. Um, so I make a spicy skinny margarita and I make a frozen skinny margarita. They're both super simple. Um, the spicy one is Tanteo Jalapeno. Um, you can get it on TanteoTequila.com. Use Squats 10 if you want 10% off your order <laughs> or any liquor store. So it's already infused with jalapeno. So it's jalapeno tequila. I mix it with light lemonade, like Minute Maid Light or the, it's Minute Maid Zero Sugar now and a splash of lime LaCroix sparkling water. And it's delicious. It tastes fantastic and it's 10 calories your mixer and then now we're getting into warmer weather my go-to in the summer poolside easiest thing I'll ever make it's a cup of jello like the actual already made not like the powder like a you'd put in a lunchbox so already made sugar-free jello you put a shot I put tequila um, you could do rum vodka I've tried it with everything and ice and you put it in a blender and it comes out like a daiquiri on the beach. Like it's like a perfect consistency. And again, your mixer is 10 calories. Wow. That's pretty good. <laughs> Let's just and get a nice good. little buzz and uh, not pack on the pounds. Absolutely. Balance, uh, balance. Absolutely. That's what it's about. Aaron Washington squats and margaritas. Check out the show. Check out the book. Check out the brand. It is really awesome. And I've loved working with you, Aaron. Thank you so much for joining me. Oh, you too. Thank you so much for having me.